0: Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group, and our guest today is Ed Latson, the Chief Executive of the Austin Regional Manufacturers Association. Welcome to the show, Ed.
1: Hey, AJ. Thanks for having me on, man. Looking forward to this.
0: Yeah. Well, first, man, how how are you, the family doing after last week? We're recording this on February twenty uh, February twenty third. How are you doing just from the? I mean, there's this, the the still fresh energy weather crisis we had.
1: Yeah. Well, what, what are we, like uh, four or three or four days away from, uh, you know, um, better weather? I, I think I'm just now... Monday
0: well, was 74 degrees, so yeah, know, I, I think it's 80 degrees now at five, like five o'clock.
1: So, I still have icicles in my toes, man. That's how cold we got, but... Um, man, it's
0: a whiplash for sure. Um, well, you know, we're, Ed, let's get into what uh, it's it's styled ARMA, ARMA. Um, just tell us what the association, what y'all do, your membership, and... A lot of today's show is going to be tied to just the impacts of last week and some of the things things exposed in terms of um, issues for the manufacturing sector going into 2021, or as we continue into 2021.
1: Yeah, so we're a trade association representing manufacturing companies, and um, most people really don't know about how strong the manufacturing community is in Central Texas um you know we see ourselves as a technology town and as a music town but but most people don't know like the technology here a lot of its hardware uh in fact i just saw numbers that showed it's 14 billion dollars of economic activity in the region which which makes it the second leading contributor to the gross domestic product of the region um there's 1800 companies here and they're all have really been thriving um it's been a really strong period of growth even during the pandemic uh, the employment in the sector has grown about 6%. So um, this is all prior to big companies like Tesla landing here. Mm-hmm. You know, had a great run. And, um, you know, last week definitely really slowed some folks down. It's unfortunate uh, that they had to hit this speed bump. And I'm sure we can talk more about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. great. And so let's get right into it. So we talked about the, the region. What is, all, what, what is your, the association's overall coverage?
1: So um, that, you know, that varies. We have people participating all over Texas, but our core kind of region is really Georgetown to San Marcos, um, you know, Bastrop to um, Marble Falls. But uh, the the core group is really Williamson County and Travis County. Um, That's where most of our membership is. That's where you find the big manufacturers with the exception of like uh, Caterpillar and Continental, which are based in Seguin.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the ripples from last week, right? We have, I mean, and up until last week, I mean, it was, I think most people didn't know, most folks outside of the capital or in certain, uh, you know, industries didn't have an idea what ERCOT was or what, uh, or even Austin Energy's role with that, right? So, as we know, as it your, your industry, a you know, number of big manufacturers just doing the, you know, just in helping the city conserve and, you know, lower our overall output, at, you know, the, the factories went dark, right? I know that took a little time. Um, Well, yeah, I
1: I can walk you back. So uh, we saw the storm coming and um, ERCOT and Austin Energy started providing us guidance that, um, you know, we could be in a situation where demand in the state was exceeding capacity. So um, I think we all know what that means now. You know, there are more people who needed energy than there was energy to have. And um, they were asking manufacturers to conserve because obviously our businesses are high energy users. Um, To to put that in perspective, you know, Samsung is one of the largest energy users in the state. They're Austin Energy's biggest customer. Um, That's true of the other fabs like NXP and Infineon. Um, They just run a ton of tools and they're drawing a lot of power. So when ERCOT and Austin Energy is seeing the storm roll in, they were already asking us to conserve and um, hopeful that it would help, uh, you know, stay away from the issue that we unfortunately had.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, got it. And so, where we are, where we are, where are we, at least today, as of the twenty third, right? In fact, I mean, I, think I saw an article in the, in the Business Journal yesterday. I think back, which is still dark. Um, but what's What is that? What is the, where the, where do you think the ripples are for? At least, for the, the immediate ripples are for your members.
1: Yeah, and, and um, I'll walk people back and walk us through to where we are today. But um, you know, let me say first and foremost, you know that. This is a humanitarian crisis like we recognize that um, people were you know freezing in their houses they didn't have clean water and and that's the number one issue because all these manufacturers have employees that were in that predicament and uh, their first concern is them but um after you get through that humanitarian issue this is a business crisis you know um semiconductors got absolutely hammered in this and, and we can talk why but but other small and medium-sized companies had to shut down too and uh travis county issued an order um limiting manufacturing to only idle power and the reason they did that is because ERCOT got to a situation where they were on the edge of grid collapse you know they were uh, minutes seconds away from losing control over the energy grid for the state and um austin energy stepped in and actually pulled the plug on uh, samsung and all the other fabs and um it's just going to cause a lot of damage Uh, To that sector. And the reason why it's not like a normal industry. So they're running processes and tools that require a very fine tuned amount of energy and gas and water. And um, the fact that everything got shut off, those tools sit idle, um, actually not even running. And the work within the machines um, is ruined. You have to throw it out. It takes weeks um, to get those machines back up and running and cleaned and calibrated. And um, that's where they are right now. So, you know, I'm not, I don't know the exact economic impact, but I would guess it's in the hundreds of millions of dollars for this industry.
0: What does it say? I mean, again, for those, I think certain folks within, you know, state city governments and project or know how cities compete with each other. Right. So we hear things about, you know, Austin versus Miami or Nashville and so on. And we think, you know, these are real, I mean, actually real not battles, but they're real competitions. I know there's one going on right now at least far as I know still with uh, for Samsung's new investment from a factory right between us and Phoenix I believe Arizona and right. you know yeah you have, you have city economic, economic development economic development really is almost zero sum it's like it's site selection is do your company want to, or factory want to come here or is it going to go to you know area x and then under what conditions As we know this with, with the Samsung uh, deal making is going on the county in the city right now for that right so and I guess yeah, this is all happening. It's pretty dynamic right now because I know the states the states having a legislature's having a joint hearing on Thursday about all this too, right? Because they're aware of it as well, I and mean, the amount of press on this. And so, um, but just are you hearing? Like, what are you hearing? From your, I mean, just the worry the worries at least for your sector for the long haul. Sure. If something's not. If something's not done.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's terrible timing for for the city uh, to go through this crisis. It's. It's not a good look for the state. I mean, the comptroller got out in front of the steps of the Capitol last night interview and said, this is a black eye for economic development in the state. Um, You know, and that's about as powerful of a statement as you're going to get from an elected leader. Uh, You know, um, I don't know how this is going to impact Samsung's decision making. I can tell you prior to the energy crisis, it was not a done deal. This is a real competition between uh, Arizona, like you said, and also New York, and they're offering massive incentives to get that kind of investment. And just so I can calibrate it, you know, uh, we're talking about 17 billion dollar investment into the region. That'd be like building 17 Tesla plants, you know. Here, that's what they're talking about, uh, maybe in their expansion. So this is unprecedented. It'd be a huge amount of revenue for the for the region, for the school districts, uh, for the county and the city. And we want to make sure that that it happens. But um, you know, I think from our elected official standpoint. Um, they need to be responsive to the uh, weakness that we've seen in our power supply and address those concerns. So companies like Samsung can feel confident.
0: Mm-hmm. So Ed, you know, taking, taking out last week, just what going into the rest of this year, I mean, it seemed like the, the your sector was on a good, how does, how, it's still having a good run. We'll have a yeah. behind it. And I mean, what do you expect going into the next few quarters?
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: this this, uh, this recent, the crisis last week, the disaster last week, being a new fact, new variable, right? But you know, overall, okay, economic conditions in the state are still favorable relative to uh, you know California.
1: Yeah. So um, you know, if you look at the wins manufacturing's had here over the last year, it's extraordinary. I, I really feel like we're the sector leading um, the economy out of um, you know kind of the COVID doldrums. Tesla announcement, a billion dollar investment. BA Systems. Um, you know, expands a $250 million facility. Um, Applied Materials is having record years. You know, all these small and medium-sized companies are growing and contributing to the economy. And then Samsung comes in and talks about this investment. You know, um, these are huge, huge developments in the identity of who we are and the impact it's going to have for people across the region. Um, I still think all those great things can happen moving forward. Um, One of the things... That is a real strength of the region is our workforce, and that's a lot of uh, you know a high priority when it comes to site selection for these companies. Uh, we have the advanced workforce that can step into these factories and make these things run well, and a lot of other regions don't have that. Um, another thing that's important to talk about is incentive deals because you know they they kind of get a bad rap on both sides of the political spectrum, uh, but they're very important. Uh, you know, Texas has this perception of being a low tax burden state, but it's not true. We're actually the third highest tax burden in the country for property taxes. And uh, manufacturers are taxed at an extreme rate because they have all this property. Going back to Samsung as an example, you know, they have um, $10 billion worth of tools sitting sitting in their factories that they're taxed on. They're the highest property taxpayer in the state. And so uh, when you look at tax rates across the country, you're not competitive setting up in Texas unless you get some kind of incentive package. And um, there's no way to have a factory here like that and be competitive and then actually make a small amount of money if there's no incentive package. So those are critical tools that, that need to get deployed. And I'm optimistic that, that Texas is going to step up to the plate and, and um, you know, make sure that that happens.
0: Yeah, and that's actually an interesting point, right? Because when, you know, for folks who are council watchers, or you know, regular readers, of the new local news, you hear a lot of, uh, you know, you hear a lot of rhetoric about corporate giveaways and X, Y, and Z things and deals. And I mean, I mean, what, just from your, your members perspective, right? What is it, you know, just no, no, not naming any names, right? But in dealing with the city, those who receive incentives, right? I mean, just what was the reality? Well,
1: uh, look, I mean, I think um, I don't know of any investment into any of our members that has taken a loss for the city. They've all been gains. Um, you can look at Tesla as an example who just got a, you know, a significant deal. Um, they say they, they're getting a tax giveaway, but they're not. They're getting a tax discount. Um, you know, uh, uh, Del Valley School District could get the two million dollars in, in tax revenue that they're getting from their current landholder out there. Or they can get the sixty million that Samsung, uh, that Tesla is going to bring in after the tax rebates. So uh, you know this is a huge lottery win for them, and and um, people don't understand that. But it goes beyond just dollars and cents for the company. You got to look at it from an economic impact for the region. And when I meet with with companies in manufacturing, you know whether it be Flextronics or ICU Medical or um, any of the fabs we've talked about today, or, or HID Global or Luminex, they're hiring people that don't have college degrees and giving them a pathway to middle-class. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Austin has been so good at creating jobs for people with college degrees and giving them these big salaries. And our region has become more and more unaffordable. Like what about the people without college degrees? Well, you know, manufacturing is a sector that we can invest in that really gives them an opportunity to get a piece of this lifestyle. And uh, from, from that standpoint, it makes it a really good investment as well. So I think that's something that our political leaders are paying attention to, and can recognize. Although it's hard for them to be more vocal about it because it is a perception issue of a
0: corporate giveaway. Mm-hmm. It was a good point, Ed. I mean, I remember was I don't know this two or three years ago. There was a joint push with, between Travis County and the City of Austin around uh, you know middle skill jobs. So can, you know, just a early acknowledgement and then at least a list of points about how they were going to drive those things forward. I don't know what came of that, but. I know that's, that, that need hasn't gone away, um, particularly as, as Austin's becoming you know, just more of a stratified city along the knowledge economy.
1: Totally. and I, I mean, you look at COVID, too. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. there's thousands of people out of work in the hospitality and service sector uh, that need a place of employment. And you know manufacturing, high-tech, uh, advanced manufacturing is one career they can select where they can step into it and actually make a middle-class wage. Uh, that's something we've been really involved with and all the companies that, that we've discussed here that have potentially get incentives um, and have been operating here a long time are the companies that are, are stepping up and getting involved in these programs and hiring these people. So it's a huge benefit to have uh, a strong sector like this in the community.
0: Very good. And so uh, just closing, what, what are initiatives or anything y'all going on virtual otherwise uh, the rest of the year? or maybe the next, let's next, next, say next two quarters.
1: Well, uh, you know, that's interesting, AJ. We're, we're definitely gonna be focused on this conversation around energy resiliency and how the state and local leaders respond to the current crisis. Um, but beyond that, you know, the, the main problem that manufacturers have out there is attracting and maintaining talent. Um, that's been our, our big focus. We're really working on getting more people in the labor pool, uh, we're working closely with the community college and the school district and the workforce board. So um, that's a lot of where our energy is. But, but in the meantime, we're, we're trying to help companies like Tesla get set up here, uh, you know, get their recruitment pipelines in place. We want to see their suppliers move in and set up operations. Uh, you know, going back to the way we started this thing, I think this is a boom time for manufacturing, and these are the good days, and we just got to keep the momentum going.
0: Very good. And you know, I also want to plug your, your uh, Armas podcast, or your podcast, the MFG podcast. Yeah, that's right, man. We started, we're, we're copying you, AJ. Uh, hey, look, man, look, we're all at home. So, I mean, tell us about that and how long it's been going on and just, uh, we'll put we'll put links to that in the show notes, but yeah, plug plug away.
1: Hey, appreciate it. Yeah, we started this about uh, uh, three months ago. We we're just trying to interview uh, top leaders around the state and operations and let them share some of their expertise uh, for the manufacturing community on how to operate better and, and give them insight in who these leaders are. So, yeah, we'd love to have you guys stop by and check it out.
0: Very good. We'll put in the show notes. Ed Ladson is the CEO of the Austin Regional Manufacturers Association. Ed, thanks for your time. AJ, great conversation. Thanks for having me.